Welcome to the daily devotional podcast of Meadowbrook Church, loving Jesus by loving people. For more information about who we are, find us online at www.meadowbrook.ca. Proverbs says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. When hope gets knocked back, when we're expecting one thing but we get another, when we're weary from trying to cling to the good only to see it move away again, when we're trying so hard to walk by faith only to see the promise fail to come through one more time, hope deferred, hope put off, makes the heart sick. It brings sadness, it brings frustration, it can bring despair. And yet we see so many of our heroes of faith walking in seemingly hopeless times, trying to hold on to the promises of God, somehow hoping even when things seem like there was no reason to hope. If we put ourselves in the minds of the disciples after Friday's events at the cross, they must have been in that place. All hope must have seemed to disappear. They really believed Jesus was their savior and now he was dead. Hopelessness must have abounded. Matthew chapter 27 verses 57 through 61 says, As evening approached, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who had himself become a disciple of Jesus. Going to Pilate, he asked for Jesus' body, and Pilate ordered that it be given to him. Joseph took the body, wrapped it in a clean linen cloth, and placed it in his own new tomb that he had cut out of the rock. He rolled a big stone in front of the entrance to the tomb and went away. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were sitting there opposite the tomb. We know from our last passage of scripture that we looked at on Friday that Jesus died at around 3 o'clock in the afternoon. At this point, as evening approaches, Jesus has been hanging dead on the cross for several hours. Joseph of Arimathea comes along, a wealthy follower of Christ, and he takes responsibility for the body. According to Jewish law and custom, the body must be buried, and in this particular case, it must be buried quickly. It's Friday, and the Jewish Sabbath is quickly approaching as of sundown, and so no work is going to be able to be done on the Sabbath, so the body must be buried before the sun goes down on Friday. This wealthy Joseph treats Jesus like a member of the family. He places Jesus in his family tomb, and Matthew notes that this is a new tomb. It's a minor detail, but it's an important one to guard against later accusations. This was not an ancient, aging place where the stones might crack or it might be easy to pry open a crumbling and worn out stone door and steal the body. This tomb is new and freshly cut out of the stone. It is solid and secure. A large stone comes to cover the door. Grave robbing was common, and also just very practically, the smell of a decaying body was oppressive, and so a large stone door kept the criminals out and kept the decay in. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were there to witness this, and they will be back on Sunday morning, the day after the Sabbath, as we'll see. This second Mary was likely Mary, the sister of Martha and Lazarus, although we don't know for certain. The women have stayed close to Jesus throughout his passion, and they will not leave just yet. Even though their world has crumbled in a short amount of time, they are still serving their Messiah faithfully. Today, take some time to reflect on the helplessness that the disciples must have felt in these moments. Try to put yourself in their shoes on Friday evening and throughout the day on Saturday. How do you think they were processing it all? How do you think they were praying? And what might that teach you about your own times of struggle? Mm-hmm.